From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The Ohio Attorney General announced this morning his office has recommended the Franklin County Prosecutor's Office should consider two officer-involved shootings for criminal charges. More from Tracy Townsend. AG Yost announced the investigation changes during a virtual news conference this morning. Transparency is one of the most important values at our office, and it's nowhere more important than when the authority of the government exercised by police results in the use of deadly force and the loss of life of one of our citizens. Following completion of the investigation, the prosecutor will determine any possible wrongdoing based on a report received from the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. I'm Tracy Townsend. Authorities have released new details connected to the fireworks-related death of Columbus Blue Jackets goaltender Matisse Kivlenix. Yolanda Harris has more. A spokesperson for the Columbus Blue Jackets confirmed Keith Lennox died at the home of a goaltending coach in Michigan. Police told us the firework was a nine-shot mortar. Keith Lennox was killed by the last firework that went off. Police were investigating this as a tragic accident. The investigation should take a couple of days. 911 calls reveal the panic just moments after the tragedy, and one caller says he appeared to still be alive. Another caller said the goaltender was, quote, getting ready to go into convulsions, end quote. I'm Yolanda Harris. The Ohio State University announced yesterday football games at Ohio Stadium will be back to full capacity this fall. Dom Tiberi has more with OSU Athletic Director Gene Smith. You know, the one question I've been asked by Buckeye fans more than any other, what will attendance look like this fall for Ohio State football games? Gene Smith says, barring the COVID Delta variant getting out of control, fall will be back to normal. We're hopeful that we don't end up in a situation where we have, you know, a huge spike as a result of the Delta variants, but right now we're we're all the way live. Full stadium, full tailgating, the whole nine yards. I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. Police in Marysville in central Ohio have identified Colin Cole as the man whose body was found early this morning in the freezer of a convenience store where he worked. Tino Ramos has the latest. The 50-year-old man was working overnight when another employee came in. That employee was looking for the man, couldn't find him, but later discovered that he was unresponsive inside the freezer in the business. Police and medics were called at that point. They tried to revive the man at the scene, but were unable to do so. He was pronounced dead. Police say the body was taken to the Montgomery County Coroner's Office to determine the exact cause of his death. But according to police, they say at this point, no foul play is suspected. In Marysville, Tino Ramos. An inmate in the Franklin County jail system has died of a suspected overdose, and her mother believes the Franklin County Correctional Facility is to blame. Andrew Kinsey has the story. Freetha Freeman says her 29-year-old daughter, Frederica Ford, violated her probation and was taken to jail on June 25th. She died in custody 11 hours later. The sheriff's office says it's too soon to know for sure what caused her death, but it could have been an overdose. Police say a few other young ladies Ford had been around also overdosed that same day. Some of them had to be revived with Narcan. And the last thing I heard my daughter say is, love you later. And I'll never hear her voice again because of Jackson Pike. The Franklin County Sheriff's Office says while the matter is still being investigated, the substance did not come from Ford. I'm Andrew Kinsey. 
80 members of Ohio's urban search and rescue team are continuing to sift through the rubble of a collapsed condo building near Miami in Surfside, Florida. Laura Queso has the latest. John Kaminsky with Ohio Task Force One is 1,100 miles away from his family with a goal of finding the missing. Seeing that wall, that memorial with all the missing people stapled or taped up to it and seeing all the faces that are still missing. That's, that's tough. We're here to help families locate their missing loved ones, bring them some closure. Kaminsky says his team has located bodies in the rubble. There's a lot of emotions involved in that. I'm Laura Queso. A website that provides Ohioans with lots of legal information on a local level continues to be popular as the pandemic loosens. ONN's Dave James reports. Susan Che is the executive director of Ohio Legal Help. She says the eviction moratorium is in its last month and struggling renters can use ohiolegalhelp.org to find the local office that can help them. We also have information on divorce and dissolution, which we're actually seeing increased traffic to. Someone can actually fill out their divorce forms on our website and then save them. Che says 50,000 people a month are using ohiolegalhelp.org. Dave James, I went in news. The Ohio Healthcare Association is saying the state is in crisis mode when it comes to finding skilled workers for nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Andrew Kinsey has more with OHCA Director Peter Van Runkel. OHCA says there are several reasons why nursing homes are short-staffed, including the fact that the pandemic forced people to choose other professions at a higher wage. Our members are just dying to find staff. It's not like they're saying, gee, we don't want to staff. There's just not people out there. OHCA says the average hourly pay for a state-tested nursing assistant is between $15 and $18 an hour. Those costs are regulated by the insurance companies and the government, which it says prevents higher wages. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A new study says the Vaximillion lottery did not result in more people becoming vaccinated. Sarah Shookman reports. Researchers from the Boston University School of Medicine compared vaccine rates in Ohio with several states without lottery incentives. They found that after the lottery was launched, Ohio saw an increase in those 18 and older, but that spike was consistent across the U.S. The governor's office is calling the study flawed and saying that Ohio's numbers compare people 16 and older, and they saw a significant increase due to the vaccinillion. I'm Sarah Shookman. And early voting began today for Ohio's 15th congressional district, which includes parts of Columbus and some suburbs, as well as the cities of Wilmington, Lancaster, and Athens. More from Karina Nova. Early voting begins for the August 3rd special primary election. That's the election that will determine who will replace Republican Steve Stivers. He retired in May. There are both Republican and Democratic candidates. The term expires in January of 2023. I'm Karina Nova. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.